all the latest news, views and reaction to the A-League, the Socceroos and Australian football. This is 442FM. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of 442 FM. I am your host, Adam Jackson. Um, we have Con with us. Good morning. <laughs> We've got John with us getting a text at the at his intro. Sounds, sounds, sounds Greetings like, and salutations. Sounded like a duck was trying to <laughs> make a statement. Um, we, we, we do not have any Kevin Ayers for the minute, um, but he should be joining us very soon. Um Cool. Well, in a week where we resolved a boycott, um, well, I'd, I'd, I'd like to think we resolved it. Um, it. It's been resolved enough that the fans came back to the stadiums, but um, let's just see if the FFA follows through and and it, and it does have the resolution that kind of the whole of football needs. And uh, it's in principle the agreement, right? And I've been seeing this word a lot. Where did this word come from? In principle. In in principle, we shall provide you with gold and silver, but yeah. in reality, not really. <laughs> is that is that what it means? Maybe, maybe it's an agreement. So, in principle, we promise a uh, a brilliant, insightful pod, yeah. whether that happens or not. <laughs> in reality, yeah. Um. So, John, does this mean you're coming back to Australia now? The boycott's over. <laughs> <laughs> I think no. I think my, I think my visa is still. Yeah, I'm still banned uh, oh. for numerous infractions. So, <laughs> um, maybe maybe next year. I'm hoping next year. Have the um have the spot have had a motto spies stopped following you around? Uh, I haven't I haven't spotted them lately. I was at I was at a league one game on Sunday. I didn't see them there. So. Oh okay. Did yeah. you, you mentioned that you had like a, a florist van just permanently parked outside your uh, house. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty, with, it's a pretty with, small street, so it would be fairly, uh, fairly uh, obvious. But. There was uh, there was some like really well dressed Japanese man just keep kept coming in and out of the van. <laughs> um, I come. All right, let's talk. Let, let's talk boycott resolution um, pretty quickly. Um, so we can get on to what's been a, a pretty exciting and pretty um, thrilling weekend of football. All right, so I've gone on the forums, um, Sydney FC forum and um, some of the other forums to see um, what happened at the meeting and what um, I've read some of the statements. And some of the things I found, um, one of the interesting things about that meeting was um, it was facilitated um, by Mark Bosnich, so he brought everyone together. Mm. Adam, Adam Peacock was the guy, medi- medi- um, the mediator, and uh, Mark Bosnich, um, which I think was a genius move, brought in a stenographer to make sure that everything was on the record. Um, and the, the two things that the fans wanted to be on the record was um, uh, that they were important stakeholders, that they were as important as the, um, the players, the player agents, and they wanted provisions there because all the other stakeholders, there's provisions for them. But there was no provisions for the fans, so they wanted um, uh, a provision for the fans, um, and this, that's what this in principle agreement's about. Um, and the main thing that I took out f- about this, what the r- reasons for this meeting was the, the 
the FFA, there was an absence of desire to protect the game, and they wanted, as I said, to, to treat the fans as stakeholders. Mm-hmm. So um, from now on, uh, I think Hatamoto is still in the picture, but the scope of their activities will now be... Um, the FFA will be much more clearer about what the scope of their activities will be. And they did admit that they spied on people and that they followed people around, but that will, that's no longer done. But some people in the forums reckon that was no longer done from Friday mm-hmm. last week. Um, so I also got um, read on some of the forums that some fans also didn't agree to this boycott. A lot of the fans uh, were against... Um, uh, anything to do with boycotting the game. If you're an active fan group, you're there to support the team. And mm-hmm. I kind of was in that boat during this week. I actually got boycott fatigue, to be honest. <laughs> like when, I was, when I was at that game where Sydney FC played against the Jets and there was no Cove there, mm. I was kind of felt emotional that it was pretty quiet. It felt like an old NSL game. Mm. That's what it reminded me of. I was expecting Olympic chance to be coming. Oh, Olympic, but... Um, yeah, so, and then when Bross scored and ran in front of the kids, I thought, oh man, like, um, it was kind of an eerie feeling. So I'm glad that the fans are back this week and yep. we can talk about football. And um, I'm glad that there's been uh, negotiations now and the fans will be included. And I think one of the big things that came out of this was David Lowy asserted his leadership. He came out and made sure that um, David Gallup and the Bowen are there to talk to the fans mm-hmm. and I don't think if Frank Lowe was there this would have happened so it's probably a good thing that um, a good way for David Lowe to come in and, and, uh, and show sorry Stephen David Lowe is a brother um, <laughs> yeah for Stephen Lowe to, to assert who he is and show that he's not his father and yeah, yeah I'm glad that the fans are back because I was as I said I was having boycott fatigue mm-hmm. there to be honest do we do you know what extent this kind of Spying espionage on football fans, like what what that entailed. Well, there, there was a program on ABC. I don't know if you saw that on the seven thirty report. This made the seven the seven thirty report, and they had a mm. fan there who was being followed around. Um, they came to his house to give him uh, um, paperwork saying you're you're banned from the um, you're banned from going to these games, from going into any alley games. And he was saying, um, you know, I, I wasn't involved in a brawl. Apparently, there was a brawl. That happened and I wasn't involved in it. So they were actually following people after the event. It wasn't just handing you the paperwork, just following you around. It's just, it's like a bad episode of Get Smart. <laughs> <laughs> to chuck in the 80s, was it 80s, 70s TV show? Yeah, so that's how bad it was. And for, for, for the 730 report to come out and um, make an episode about it, I think mm. it's, they went too far. They just got. Greed, greedy with power, didn't they? They got drunk on power. Uh, how did they, like? How can they justify <laughs> the money that that must take? To anyway, um, John, you've had you've had you've had quite a nice uh, quite a nice week heading over to uh, to Valencia, sunning yourself. Um, well, it's probably not sunning yourself that much in the in December, Spain. Um, compared to um, compared to England, it was it was almost twenty degrees. Oh, nice. Um, so, uh, what did you? Um, uh, what, what's kind of been your kind of key takeaway from um, from this kind of boycott and the resolution? Yeah, I mean, looking looking from I guess the outside in, um, it seems like I mean, they're obviously important that we have a bit of a resolution. I mean, 
we, we still need some action um, at the end of the day, but it, it looks like the FFA is sort of learning its lesson and, and paying attention to the fans' needs and what they want, which is which is ultimately um, you know a, a positive. Um, mm. And I did see Rebecca Wilson sort of try to stoke the fires again um, on the weekend because obviously she probably wasn't happy that, that things were starting to smooth over. Um, you know, she'd be happy to see the, the competition go down the toilet. So, mm. um, yeah, I, I hope we can just keep this momentum up and, you know, we do see a proper appeals process, which which seems to be on the cards. Very good. I think, I, I think I'm quite happy to... What do you to, think? To, I, I'm, I'm happy to leave it here. I am just... I, I'm... I'm over it. I really am. Yeah. I just want to. I want to stop. Like I remember, we had this um, last year with Perth Glory and uh, and, and the Jets, mm. and and there was some pods that we spoke for, you know, for twenty thirty minutes about off field activity, and and I, and I think that and I can feel the football fan just tiring of it. Oh and, yeah. You know, and, and and I know like you said boycott fatigue and. Um, and it is it's, it's apparent across like even the most active and, and vocal of um, of supporters so I, I just want to yeah I just want to get this over with I, I really hope that it is it, it happens in the background and there are certain, the key um, active support groups that are um, ensuring that these in principle promises from the FFA are followed through um, but I just, I'd like that to be in the background and I can just talk about football come just watch football turn up and then watch games and there's the passion that, yeah. we, that we've kind of grown accustomed to in, in the A-League um, so that's, that brings us to our 10 minute mark and I think we leave it there and I, I just wanted to maybe ask John but isn't this uh, how Australian sport is with all the codes that's, it's so dramatic Sport in Australia is so dramatic, and the off-field dramas that happens, and this is, I think, just football wanting to be part of it, right? Don't you think, <laughs> well, John? Well, yeah. I mean, we you, do, you do we other do love the drama and the, the off-field stuff in Australian sport, and because it is such a competitive market. Well, I, th- I think you could probably say that about a lot of other codes in other countries as well. But um, yeah, we, we we do sort of tend to feed off, and I think it's a funny thing, um, you know, looking at the NRL. One of the ways, obviously, they have all the um, uh, bad player behaviour and incidents and, you know, terrible stuff, but it, it keeps the sport on the front pages and the back pages yeah. as well. So, mm. in a way, it, it can be seen as a positive, at least people are still talking about it. And I think that's the key, the key difference that we have here, and in especially in terms of football elsewhere, it's just constantly compared to other sports. Yeah, it, it, it just it, it, there's no point where um, where it isn't com- there, there isn't like oh well this is what the NRL do this is what AFL do yeah. this is what the A League does. It's just like just can we let's just worry about football. Let's keep yeah. keep the football people um, within the game. Yeah. If we can, if it grows organically um, and, and we can all, um, but we can be a little bit aggressive in our uh, in our. Um, Kind of approach to bringing in new fans, and yeah. I mean, there's always the participation numbers get banded around it's yeah. more than ever. But there still isn't that kind of the fan base that that there could be. I, th- I think football does does really well. Mm. Um, it's ten years old as a, a, as a as a comp, the A League, and and I think there will be organic growth as the the league improves and um, and and the participation doesn't look like it's slowing down mm. at any point. So, um, 
that's a sport in itself, right? Mm. The other codes, like that's that's another that's a whole other sport. Yeah, the the fight between all the other codes. Mm. No, I think um, I agree with you, Adam, and I think it, it's really tiring the whole sport versus bespoke football code, football code v football code sort of battle that we have in Australia. I mean, yeah, it just gets really tiring and boring. I mean, there's there's room for all. There's all there's room for all, and you know, if you like more than one code or whatever, then that's no problem. We don't need to sit around bagging other codes, which there seems to be a real, you know, a push from some sections of other codes to do that about football, which is quite sad. Yeah. And that, that must be more, even more apparent for you, obviously, you, you very much on your, um, on your rugby codes, um, as, as much as, um, as the round ball. So um, I'm, I'm very much football, um, but I, I, I do like my AFL. So I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I classify myself as a sports fan. I mean, yeah, I've always been into football, played it, um, you know, followed it my whole life. Um, you know, always followed rugby league. You know, quite quite into rugby union. You know, don't mind cricket and, and other things as well. You know, play tennis and whatever. But AFL is really the only code that I have no interest whatsoever. But if you're into AFL, that's fine. I know plenty of people who love AFL and love football. Mm. Um, you know, they go they go watch their AFL team and then they go and see Sydney FC or Melbourne Victory or whoever and you know they watch the Premier League and that. It's, I don't think there's anything wrong with that no. it's just sad when you get you know people who, who want to bring football down or bag it um, you know who are AFL fans or rugby league fans or whatever it's just yeah a bit pathetic and one of the interesting things um, you know chatting with Matty Ryan in an interview I did this week you know he's a massive Parramatta Eels fan you know played tennis at a quite high level as a kid um, and yeah, he was sort of just saying, well, you know, there's there's plenty of room for. Why can't we all just get along? <laughs> yeah. And let's not forget, without football, like the the reason why people play AFL and rugby league is because they couldn't make it in football. So <laughs> let's I, have I, let's let's you know have some respect for football too. I I, I wouldn't agree with that. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm a, I don't like any other codes. I'm just football. Yeah. So I just thought I'd. Have a dig there. But anyway. I, I had an interesting conversation with um, with a, a guy um, who, who actually works at Nike um, down in down in Melbourne. He's one one of their sales guys, and um, uh, and he was he's big AFL yeah. fan. You know, used to play at a decent level, I believe, um, and uh, and was as football the round ball grows. You know, he was having to become more and more aware, and we're having a we're having a nice chat, and he was just and uh, and, and he was like. Well, like Talking about the Socceroos and potentially, you know, is there room to grow? I was like, when the other codes are taking some of that talent pool, um, I think it's going to be really hard for for the Socceroos to grow and become a world nation. Like all the top nations, football is number one. Yeah. Whereas, you know, if you think in Melbourne, um, if you're athletic, if you're tall for for a young age, you're you're kind of pushed down that AFL route. Um, because you know, th- there's the passion there. It, it might change as participation grows, but but e- even so, you might. It's the uh, there's going to have to be a kind of significant shift well, to go. For, far more people play football than those other games. I mean, a lot of people obviously play football as a kid, which I know, you know several people, and then they go and play AFL or rugby league when they get older. But I still think there's different, you know, different sports of, for different builds as well. Mm. Although mm. football is probably the one where. Anyone of any build, whether you're Peter Crouch, um, uh, Messi, you know, you're three foot or you're eight foot, you can sort of play. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, no, I, I I kind of disagree with that in a way. I think, um, and the, the nation that Australia is, the, the you know, we want to win in everything, 
no matter what what sport it is. I, I reckon there's a lot of kids that play a whole bunch of sports, like cricket in summer, football yeah. in winter, yeah. and football. If you don't start from five years old and sleep with the ball, forget it. Mm. But the other sports, if you've still got an ability, um, athletic ability, you can still make it in those other sports. I just think football is so competitive around the world yeah. that no chance if if you're not committed 100% mm. from a little kid. Yeah, so, so put it this every way. day, every day. Like those other sports, I'm not saying you don't have to apply yourself. You have to have a skill and a talent. But compared to football, mm. for, forget it. That's so, why. That's why I was saying that joke. Like, yeah. you know, you get to 15, 16. I played football. I played cricket. I'm going to stick with cricket because it's just too hard. Yeah. Mm. That's that's all I'm saying. With that. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, so one of the guys in the office here, his um, his lad um, is in the Swans Academy, and uh, and, and he's 14. I think he is now. Uh, and he, two years ago, he had to choose if he was going down the soccer route mm. or um, or he was going to continue with AFL. And he's got a pretty promising future ahead of him. Uh, in down the Swans, he's, he's in kind of the top kind of ten, fifteen generally when in, in all the uh, in all the kind of drills and um, kind of talent ID. Um, and, and he has to do. He's training every single night. He, either he's at training with the Swans, or he goes yeah. uh, out with his with his dad, and he's doing time trials and and and, and kicking practice. Um, I can't remember my point <laughs> about about the training, about how football. Uh, no, yeah, so yeah, so, so, uh, so he had to choose. Yeah. Um, so at twelve years old, he had to choose, and he, and he was good at football as well. Yeah. Um, and, and that's why I think AFL and uh, and football soccer um, are the two sim of uh, the, the more similar. Because they're you know it's, it's lean, athletic, yeah. um, a lot of kicking involved. Um, but I, 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 final final point, I, I think before we move on and actually talk about football yeah, now or not. Um, <laughs> I, I I went to a it's a nice uh, pub discussion. Yeah, um, I, I went to a um, a rebel um, uh, filming of one of their like TV commercials, yeah. probably like two years ago now. Um, yeah, maybe maybe even three years ago. And um, and they had some of the other codes. And there was um, one guy who was. This was before I, I really knew AFL. But there was two AFL lads that, that were that were in the video, and they were taking free kicks um, from outside football. Yeah. Um, taking free kicks, and they they must have hit probably out of the ten free kicks they hit, probably six of them went in, three of them went in the top corner. They were. They, they, they had the technique. They they were brilliant. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I had a bit of a chat. Just sort of like, what, like, did did you play? And he was he was like, yeah, I love it. Massive, massive football fan. Um, uh, you know, love the EPL um, and and play at a, and, and used to play at a decent standard, but chose a, AFL obviously. So um, no. that, that feature that I wrote for last month's magazine when I um, interviewed John Moriarty, he told me that um, Michael O'Loughlin and Adam Goods used to play soccer. Mm. So, mm. Um, actually, an interesting uh, another one of your articles about the youth development in. Uh, uh, in Australia, which is uh, which was really really good yarn on the website from from Con this week, um, which uh, I think if we've got time we'll try and we'll try mm. and come back to that after we mm. talk A League. Um, but yes, let's talk A League. Let's start with Adelaide two, Sydney FC one. Criminal, criminal. <laughs> There's always one word that comes out of a game when Sydney FC play. And Arnie always sums it up in one word, doesn't he? Especially when they lose, I find. But it... <laughs> I'm I, I'm torn. 
I was torn when I was uh, when I was writing my running order. Do I start with um, Karuska the idiot? Uh, sorry, the genius, yeah. or Arnie the idiot? Because <laughs> that that press conference, mate. Come on, you. you I'm I'm sorry, Arnie, but you're an idiot. But Just I get th- on with it. I think Arnie is the is the, uh, excellent at deflecting. I think that's all about deflecting. Goes back, getting the press, getting the press, um, the the focus. Sorry, not the getting the focus off what he did. That's mm. all that is about protecting. You know, his young eighteen year old kid. He's le- he's done a horrible tackle, dangerous tackle. Mm. Could have broke. That's a leg breaker. Yeah, in the is. in the um in in football vernacular, and that's all that was about, and. He, he Sydney FC were going to come away with a one-all draw down to 10 men. That was going to be a great result mm. for Sydney FC. That's only dreams of those kind of results. Like other coaches' dreams of 5-2s, 4-3 wins. He dreams of a one-all draw with down to 10 men away. Um, so when they copped the goal at the end, which he's probably, you know, he probably didn't see the whole thing. I think it was a penalty, um, but yeah, you've, you've seen him not given as well, and that's that's why he's he's gone crazy. John, I, I, th- yeah. I think that's I think that's a very good point actually, Con, on uh, on deflecting away from uh, from Gersbach taking a bit of the pressure off him. Yeah, um, because yeah, you don't you don't want the media to, to jump on his back and uh, for it, it, it was it was a if brain was, snap. It was a bad tackle. If he was yeah. twenty four years old, you know, a bit of experience. Yeah. Everyone would have gone down on him. The commentators would have gone, would have gone crazy. But mm. and you saw the reaction from the Adelaide players. There was like f- f- six guys shoving him. Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah, kind yeah, of sorry for him. It wasn't great to. I mean, I, I can understand a concern for the team, but it wasn't great to see you know uh, other players come in and you know jump in and push him. I think I think he realised when he you know what he'd done. Yeah, it wasn't you know it was a bit of a brain snap because he he doesn't he doesn't come across as a dirty player. Obviously, he's a young kid, but. Mm. Um, they definitely seemed out of character from from the games that I've seen him play. Oh, he's my football man crush as well. Well, I interviewed him. Your <laughs> defence. <laughs> I I interviewed him um, for the pod last week, and then I also wrote a story, and that continues on my curse yeah. with Sydney FC players. <laughs> yes. Every time I interview them, they don't score or they get sent off or just continue. You need to boycott Sydney FC, Con. Yeah. Um. And another thing too, he started off as a striker. Good, um, yeah, and he so went from a striker to a winger. Now he's a left back, and that's probably that's why. That's common though. What's that? That's actually quite. It's yeah, that's the Australian way, isn't it? But, I remember hearing um, about uh, Lucas Neal. I think he was a forward or at least a, a right sided winger uh, who got you know moved back and back at the RAS and then yeah. got moved back and then got moved back and. Obviously, he was a fullback and then became a, a centre back at the end of his career. So, but yeah, it does happen. And I think that's that's why probably you know that was a striker's tackle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I, mean? I think I think you're right, Con. Though that Arnie's always had a bit of the Mourinho in, in deflecting, um, but yeah, he just deflect probably much like Mourinho badly. Um, in that it was a definite penalty. I mean, you could see the McGowan sort of place his body. Uh, you know, protected the ball, which was quite smart. You know, there was a bit of smart there, and you know, went down with a bit of contact. But um, it was quite clumsy and fair penalty. So yeah, Arnie's obviously quite pissed off, which is understandable. But 
lost the pod a bit there. There's no no way around it. That is a pen. I I come on, Khan. It is it is a pen because it was given as <laughs> take, a penalty. Take your blue, but sky blue shirt off first, Khan. It's only from a certain angle that it's conclusive, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> come on, That's what do you want me to do? Yeah, have a handful of straws. <laughs> um, Two Ke- weeks ago, Kev- Kevin, com- Kevin bullied me into saying that it's much better to watch the Mariners lose <laughs> yes. six in a row. I'm not being bullied today, <laughs> okay? I've got my Blues jersey on. <laughs> um, well, 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 Kev has come at a very apt time to, uh, uh, <laughs> to, to continue that conversation. Um Kev, you've missed 24 minutes of pod gold. Come in and save us, please. We're drowning. <laughs> I brought my bag of opinions with me. Where are we? Um, right then, so... Why is Karuska a genius for the penalty or for his play during the game? I just thought that Karuska coming back into that Adelaide team yeah. has just has just changed their overall play, overall play yeah. just immensely. You know, he just. I think, I think it's probably been his best game of the season. Yeah, yeah. He's just. I, I love the way he creates space. You know, he, he's got such a nice awareness of the players that are around him. You know, the, the, there was at one point where the ball it, 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 it come from a header, maybe headed out of the Sydney defence, and it landed on his foot. Like he had his foot on the ground, the ball landed, killed it dead, and it turned away past two Sydney players. You know, and that like, it's almost like. Do we do we know the reason it was he, t- he picked up a knock at the, mm. I believe at the beginning of the season but then there was a lot of kind of rumors coming out that he'd maybe fallen out with a more um, and the reason why he wasn't playing I don't, yeah. don't think we ever heard anything conclusive. It was no. just Adelaide were a basket case car crash and just needed well, to get the show on the road. I'm, I'm going to be interviewing him this afternoon so I'll be sure to yeah try and get some answers because he's pretty honest That's about stuff. That's too late, mate. I know. Pods, no. <laughs> well, I'm trying. Okay. No, he's, you could, you'd see something wasn't quite right, because even if he was nursing injury, he was on the bench a lot. and mm. yeah, He's been one of the best players in the A-League the past two seasons. Oh, yeah, and, he's, he's um, a genius. You can just show that, that, that things didn't look right. So, yeah, if, if he can get back to that kind of form, then, then you can see Adelaide you know, pushing for, for a top six, top six spot. Talking of um, Adelaide players with... Um, with the potential for genius, Jimmy Jagger. Oh. I, th- I, th- I think he's, he's come on a lot this season, and that goal there—if he can add goals to his game—I mm. th- I think he's going to be up there as one of the one of the most exciting A League players. He, he's got so much confidence at the moment. He just like having shots and hitting the bar, and then going back in and wanting that second shot to score. Is that confidence or lack of faith in his in the players around him that he's taking these opportunities? Someone needs to step up and take it. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah without a doubt. But is, I wouldn't necessarily say finishing is his strongest point. No, no, it isn't. Uh, and the fact that he feels that he has to take those chances himself is testament to what's around him. Mm. Um, but yes, I agree. I think he's playing very, very well. Um, he's come on so much since moving to Adelaide and getting regular game time. Uh, it's amazing. Regular game time can just obviously bring out the best in players. And yeah. You you got to wonder about some of those that just never got the chance and never shone because they had one bad game and never got to play again. Mm. It's fickle. It's a fickle old world. It's um, a shit business. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I was. What's that from? I don't know uh, League of Gentlemen. That's right. <laughs> so I was um, I was watching this game and um, 
uh, kind of meant to be, like on pause. Uh, oh, sorry, on mute whilst I was on the phone to my girlfriend and um, and and, and Jago scarred. <laughs> Yes, um, <laughs> I know. It. And, and and you know you, you know when you're when you're not really concentrating and something happens and you go oh, and then Beth was like, what what happened? And I was like I was like, um, what are we I, doing that night? Yeah, I, I need to. Uh, uh, I, I just need to, I probably you, need to come clean here. I miss you. <laughs> I was like, there's just been a really good goal on the TV. I wasn't really watching it, but um, but uh, uh, Jimmy Jimmy Jago scored an absolute screamer, and she was like, "What's he called? Jimmy Jiggle?" <laughs> I was like, "Jimmy Jiggle." That is amazing. Jimmy That's Jiggle. Porn star name. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but that's yeah. awesome. That goal. Another thing about yeah, I love that goal because. When the ball hits the post and the player follows up with another shot, it goes flying, right? It never happens that they score again. So yeah. that's a rare occurrence, I think. Especially from outside the box, yeah. Yeah, you never... Usually, you know, you hit one like that, it's like one in ten. Mm. But straight in again. All right, so we've been pretty harsh about Holosko um, over the last few weeks. Yes. We need to give him some credit. John, what, 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 how can you go from missing two-yard sitters... <laughs> To flicking the ball like, like with that much yeah, finesse. Yeah, that, that was a classy. That was a classy finish, and I think it was. You know, he obviously he would have been pretty down on himself from last week. But mm. um, yeah, full credit to him. He's you know really uh, he kept his head in 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 the game and, and pulled off that. It was it was beautiful. Um, yeah, one of the one of the better goals this season, I'd say. Yep, very good. And one last thing to mention on there, I think that after Karuska scored the, scored the pen. I think there must have been some competition winners or something actually sat on the sideline. Did you see those big, like, loud big com- couch couches? Things. And he jumped into the couches and just <laughs> everyone piled on these fans. I would have loved for him to have jumped on the couch, sat on the couch, and clap his own goal. <laughs> yeah. Watch the replay. Yeah, like I just. <laughs> was it, didn't someone do that? Wasn't that. Um, wasn't that. Uh, someone did that once. Was this happened in rugby league many years ago? Yeah, who, who did that? Was funny. it. Um, uh, Piggy Riddell. Yeah, that's right. He sat on the, he jumped in the stand and then watched. Yeah, <laughs> excellent. Very was... good. Saturday, in the sweltering. Uh, well, it wasn't that sweltering, but it was. It was pretty hot. But the humidity was the was the killing factor. It stinky, sticky day. Sticky. And and Cairns. We we always they always make us ask questions. FFA, why yeah. are you putting a game on at Cairns at four thirty in the afternoon? Has anyone been there? Is an Englishman organize, you know, scheduling the games? Here? What's going Those on? Those pesky Brits, Con. Those pesky Brits. <laughs> I think it's probably the other way around. Actually, it's it's probably somebody from Northern Territory who just, <laughs> mate, thirty degrees. What <laughs> 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 <Born> off it? <laughs> this is chilly. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're all wearing jumpers. <laughs> um. Yeah, Merrick wasn't too happy. Arnie and Ernie came out firing after uh, after both games. Um, Sounds like Sesame Street. There is a sitcom there. <laughs> Arnie and Ernie go ballistic. <laughs> hey, Bert, what you shouting for, Bert? <laughs> tickle me, tickle me. Um, yeah, um, Krishna. So he's. A little bit underrated. Gone under the radar a little bit here. Five goals, three assists. Oh, no, I don't know. We were many. talking about Merlion uh, wow. this season. He's, again, another one. Got game time. 
taking the opportunity, stepped up and just really shot. Mm. I, th- I think we said in one of the first pods that they kind of they they need him to step up and and be the and be the man, and, and he has been so far. He's been the um, the Phoenix equivalent of uh, of Aaron Moy, Barisha. Moy um, Krishna. If he was playing for Sydney <laughs> FC or Melbourne Victory, he would be a superstar. Mm. I reckon. Yeah. Roy Krishna. If he was yeah. in the main centre, I think he kind of. Are you trying to imply that Phoenix are on the sidelines? Well, you know they're, they're further away from from Australia. But <laughs> 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 uh, no, he's pretty much. He's the only one that there really isn't he. You know, Bonavacci is a kind of a deeper line yeah. um, uh, playmaker. Um, but yeah, if he if he played on the on the right or left of Berisha, Ben Carfala or Barbarusis, yeah, you know, that's yeah. They're household names in the A League. Those guys, Christian mm. is not really, um, and he's kind of a shy kind of guy as well. So, McLaren again had another. Very um, impressive performance. I thought he was going off the boil, actually. Mm. Starting to think maybe his bubbles mm. burst for the season, but no, it bounced back again. Still want to see that continue and not just be uh, a little dead cat bounce. And Borello, your other man crush, he's kind of... Yeah. Who? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was in the game. Lustiger stepping up. Lustiger. Yeah. Uh, after I subbed him out of one of my fancy football teams. Mm. Thanks, Steve. Cheers. Appreciate that, mate. <laughs> uh, so it's the first win. Raw's first win since I think it was the first or second of November, mm. apparently. And it just doesn't sound right. Yeah, yeah they're, they're still second in the league. Just shows what a great start they had to the season. Mm. They were drawing, though, right? Yeah, they yeah. They've, got, they've picked up a few draws. They've not, they've not lost many, um, but they've still. You know, as, as Wanderers, I suppose, as with Wanderers, have kind of stepped away. You know, four points clear at the top now, um, and victory could go second um, if they win tonight against Perth. Um, so yeah, um, but going back to McLaren, um, I think he came out and said that he's been working really hard with um, the Aloisi brothers in training about his movement off the ball, um, and, and it sh- and it showed on. Um, uh, on Saturday, mm. he just—he he seems to create so much room and so much, uh, so many chances for himself. Um, just picking up the right, um, um, the right positions. So yeah, I've got to give the um, Mario and Luigi some credit there. <laughs> Training actually consists of them forcing the players to jump from one platform to another, <laughs> yeah. chased by gorillas and dragons, <laughs> and saving a princess at the end of it. Bum 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 bum. Um, all right, game of the round. Wanderers victory, arguably one of the best games of football I've seen in, in this. Uh, not necessarily most exciting. Um, it was pretty end to end, but I just thought the football on show um, in this game was probably the best I've seen this season. Yep. Showcase. And sh- should we call Western Sydney Wanderers? Didn't you say a couple of weeks ago, just give the trophy to Melbourne Victory? Yes, it So is. should we just give the trophy, take nope. it off Melbourne Victory and give Melbourne it to... Melbourne Victory got a game in hand. They went tonight, they had two points behind, and it's going to be an exciting finish to the end. But well, I, I still think Victory... I think it's going to be neck and neck, but I still really? think Victory will uh, take it. What about, what about City, though? City are going to be up there, definitely. Really? I don't know. I think... If they keep Moy. I thought this was, you know, the, the two best 
teams in the A-League, and I think Western Sydney Wanderers show they're better than Victory at the moment. Yeah. I would say Melbourne Victory, you know, aren't going to steal away with the title this year as, as a lot of people thought. I thought that as well, so... No, I mean, I think Wanderers... The amazing thing for me is how much Wanderers have completely reinvented themselves in a very, very short space of time. Mm. After three games, I'd written them off completely, thought, nah, stuffed again, It's the bubble's burst for Papa, uh, it just doesn't look like mm. it's going to happen for them again. Uh, and especially given how much, again, they changed the squad, and they completely changed the playing style and everything mm. else, bitten off more than they can chew, been too ambitious, that's when you hand the, vic- the, the trophy to victory. Um, but Papa has actually proven to be a bloody good coach mm-hmm. who's who's done everything that was expect, uh, that could have been expected of him and more. Uh, so yes, I think it's going to be tight, but I still think Victory have such quality in depth that they're going to at least push mm. Wanderers all the way. Uh, and I think they'll probably overtake them still. Um, one element of Victory's um, quality and depth that is probably not going to have much um, uh, many many more appearances for the rest of the season is Valeri, uh, and we wish him a, a speedy recovery from that. He, uh, he didn't play in this game, did he, no. Valeri? So that, that could be a problem for Victory because you know they've lost Milligan as well. So I don't think they've got that steal mm. in yeah. midfield now. It is, that is two key losses. That's that could be a problem for them. Yeah. And That's I think it could could be affecting emotionally as well because if if he's you know pretty ill, that could affect the team. Yeah, yeah. Valeri's because it sounds serious, right? Mm. That's not a inflammation on the brain. Yeah, that's <clears throat> yeah. Whenever you bring brain into into anything, yeah, it's it, uh, it's, um, it's worrying. Um, Mark Bridge. Deadly from two yards. Deadly. <laughs> he doesn't miss him, does he? No. <laughs> Unlike Holosko. Yeah. Um. John. What, like, in all seriousness, he's, uh, he's scored four in the last four. Is he, do you reckon he's going for Vardy's um, record? <laughs> he's probably a little bit Vardy-esque in that he's um, probably quite underrated, Mark Bridge. I mean, he's been mm. around for ages. but he, And he's probably not the most uh, fashionable player in the A-League, but he, he scores goals, you know, grand finals. He was um, he games, was key you know, to the second season. Like I was just actually happy to see Castellan finally score because he yeah. just that that end product. It's just like yeah, he must have had a lot of pent up frustration. Nice to see him finally get one in in the back end as well. But yeah, him and Bridge um, in great form, and obviously with Nichols as well. Mm. He needed that goal, didn't he? Castellan. We we spoke about it on the pod a few weeks ago. How it's just he's just lacking that end product and an assist and a goal. It's one of those that Vukovic should have saved that. I mean, but for, for him, he, he feels. I'm sure he feels like he's doing everything right, and it's just not going in. So he, you almost need one to come off your arse and yeah. go in the back of the net, don't you? Just to <laughs> kind of break that duck, and then. Um, so, um, so yeah, no, he was brilliant. Popper came out and said that it wasn't his best game. Um, but he's really? um, but he deserved the goal. I thought that was pretty harsh. He was the one. That, he's the reason they won. I thought. Yeah. That's really odd. Inter- That's popper being popper, That's eh? Bit of popper mind games yeah. with his players there. Motivational. Mm. But what a turnaround for Western Sydney Wanderers! It was all set up for them to have another horrible season, right? Mm. The strikers weren't. The striker wasn't firing. Their big marquee signing. Um, they had a lot of, as you said, they had a lot of new players in, and it was just set up again because losing can be a habit. 
But mm. with the Wanderers, it just seems either they're going to lose six in a row or they're going to win. So what is a seven in a row? Seven so in a row, now, yeah. That's it's one one or the other with the Wanderers, isn't it? <laughs> that, that's really true, actually. <laughs> because yeah. in, the, in the first season they did ten in a row. Yeah. And that's kind of the, that's the current record. Yeah. And then last season they barely put two wins together yeah. the whole season, and and now they've gone on this run. Yeah. yeah. Right, all or nothing. Uh, final point on this: um, Redmayne had uh, had a very good game. Yeah. Um, they picked up Liam Reddy this week, signed him on. See, at the beginning of the season, I would have said that was a great, great signing for them. Um, but I have to say, Redmayne's surprised me about how good he's been. Mm. Um, but it's probably good to have competition for that position. Yeah. Uh, who is the backup? Bazanis. Is he still with them? Yeah, yeah I think so. I Dan. think he'll, I think he'll be leaving in, the, in yeah. January. Yes. Can't imagine he's going to stick around. That, that's well. I think that was probably in play beforehand, wasn't it, John? Well, I did. I did break that story. Jeremy. You did. I thought you had. <laughs> yeah, no, I think. Um, yeah, I think he's uh, not um, in the best of. Um, uh, Fever. Be, sorry, I'm a bit tongue-tied there. Um, yeah, probably not in the best terms with with Popper and and Dogger Callis, I believe, with Dennis, and um, they're looking to get rid of him. Obviously, ready there. You've got the two keepers, so um, yeah, I, I think Bizanis's contract's till the end of the season, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him leave in, in January. Mm. And um, where do you think he's heading? That's a good question. I mean, there's not really uh, there's not really a lot of options to him. I mean, he kind of his career petered out um, overseas. Uh, he had that short, unsuccessful spell in uh, Greece, and then I think he even shot as as unsuccessful in Carlisle. Um, you know, whatever league they're in, I presume that's League Two. Um, so yeah. <laughs> hard to really know I mean he could go back overseas he's not that old but um, not that many goalkeeping gigs available in the A-League at the moment mm. Talking of um, goalkeepers though, i tell you who's not really impressed me as much as I fully expect him to is Vukovic at Victory I just don't feel he we've seen the best of him so far with Victory uh, I feel he's been he was much better when he was with Mariners in Perth yeah uh, really? Yeah, and that goal uh, <coughs> the weekend, I think, you know, came off him and went into the goal. Uh, that was bad handling it's like because of the goal. It's almost like he was daydreaming. Yeah. He just like he was looking somewhere the else. Yeah. Like, what? The ball? What? Uh, and I think that's symptomatic of his season. He's just not got to grips properly with the role. And I fully, really, really expected him to be the best goalkeeper. A marriage is the best goalkeeper in the A-League this season mm. uh, with that defence behind him. But... It's not really happening. Uh, and likewise at Perth, which we'll come to next. Um, you can come to now if you want. Well, why not? Yeah. Go for it. Come. No, I mean... Uh, <laughs> a... <laughs> Thanks. What a segue. Smooth <laughs> as no, ever. Just, yeah, smoking a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> so over in Perth... <laughs> Such Coast Mariners beat Perth Glory. Eh, sorry, lost to Perth Glory, but see, it's so see, smooth. This is why I do so it. smooth. This is, this is why I don't do it. <laughs> Perth Glory beat Central Coast Mariners 2 1 with a couple of goals from Marinkovic and one in reply from O'Donovan Shokor. Uh, but what I was getting to was Antikovic, um, who again I thought was just going to uh, be the last line of defence, obviously, for Perth Glory, but was going to turn their matches into fortresses and. Just give them clean sheet after clean sheet. Not been happening. 
I think it's probably symptomatic of the defence in front of him to a large extent. But um, the reflex saves that he used to be so good for, good at, just not there in the same. And kind of like the fumbles, wasn't there one against Brisbane Raw? There's a few little yep. howlers creeping in too. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I mean, it's is, not Jimmy. Very Young. harsh. That. Oh, it's one howler. Kovic, uh, uh, Kovic <laughs> is getting he's getting like twenty shots smashed at him a game, and uh, and he's only letting in like two. I was like, m- maybe not in this game, but in in previous games, um, he's kept them in games, mm. and mm. so I I, I, th- I think that's pretty harsh on Kovic. That <clears throat> John, what about what about Marinkovic? You, uh, I, I, I think it might have been you that said he didn't really look interested um, so far this season. Um, steps up and scores scores two goals, and, and I, would, I would agree. I think this is the, the the one game that he's actually looked like he, he he wanted it. I think he was just listening. Yeah, it was it was a key game. You know, you can see for both teams really whoever won this game um, could kind of salvage their their season. And, and it was funny that the Mariners were, went started quite well and went a goal up, and things were looking all right for them. And then it was sort of all Perth. Um, in quick succession, and the Mariners fell away. So they really need, obviously, Marinkovic to, to keep playing in that. And to have someone like Keo there now, who's a proven goal scorer, I mean, if he can provide him with the service, that's quite a good aim. And you, you know, might see Perth make a bit of a late rally. There's talk that they'll be bringing in some more players in January. Um, they have been after Adam Taggart for quite a while. Mm. Um, so, yeah, they might have to keep an eye on, on Perth. If they if Taggart and Keo are playing for Perth, watch out, eh? Mm. I mm. that would. Yeah, I think that's going to put them back into contention mm. again. Um, still need to work on that defence. Mm. Yeah. When Mark Warren's your lead man in defence, you got problems. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if Keo, so Keo has signed, um, but I, it was to start next season, isn't it? And then they're trying to get him to. To find a way of working him into this season as well, they need to lose one of the visa players <clears throat> in January, basically. Mm. Uh, so I think somebody's going to get pushed out to Malaysia. Okay, it'd be my guess. Yeah, Malaysia, Singapore. Isn't he, isn't he going to star in the fashion festival as well as a model? Kio. Yeah. What? Is this an exclusive, John? No, no. <laughs> I was just making a poor joke that sort of went <laughs> over everyone's heads because last season with the um, salary cut rule, that was where some of the payments were going. Uh, 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 so you're too good and too well informed. I know. Sorry, John. We're, uh, we're letting this. <laughs> well, I was going to say I'd put my house on Keo scoring. <laughs> what? Because he had a house. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. His, uh, that was part of the salary his, cap. His, you put his, his sister's house on it. Yeah, someone's, yeah. yeah, yeah. sorry. He put his... Anyway. <clears throat> Moving swiftly on. All right, then. <laughs> what, what about... What if we've learned nothing else from the, from this <laughs> from this game, is don't make jokes. <laughs> what about Marinkovic? Uh, um, what about the second goal from Marinkovic? Marinkovic? What, what was the Central Coast keeper doing? His nails. <laughs> that's what it looked like because he kind of curled it and the keeper was just standing there I think it was yeah. great shot great curling effort um, to uh, to get it past the keeper but it was just weird because you don't see a keeper just stand still from that angle you know yeah. usually it's a bomb or something or a free kick where he's where he can't see in front of him but that was just mm. anyway well, talking of the free kick um, Bozza was saying about how the Marinkovic and Castro mm. kind of argument was was all like kind of theatre, 
and it was part of part of a training ground routine. Oh yeah, which um, was uh, interesting. I'm not sure. I'm I like, not sure I, I go like, along with that. But. I like the free, I like when they fight over the free kick. Yeah, I like that because sometimes, um, okay, is is he, is this player stubborn enough to you mm. know say yes or no? Who's going to gonna win? Who's going to win? Yeah, oh, yeah. He's, he gets to kick it. So mm. it's a little. <laughs> he gets to kick it. <laughs> <laughs> All right then, so we'll move on to the Sunday game. Newcastle Jets got thumped 4-0 at home to Melbourne City. Moy and Fornaroli, um, and their partnership just gets better and better. I think it was a long time coming for the Jets, to be honest. This was the, the thumping they had to happen. Well, they, they, to have. they almost got a thumping from Sydney FC if Holosko could have put those goals <laughs> yeah. in. And, yeah. yeah. But well, that, that, that's it. Like um, Fornaroli, he makes those like the, the fourth goal where there was two players around him nutmegs um, a, a, a player and drops it into the bottom corner like so like that Holosko if he had that sort of finesse and that composure yeah um, then you know he, he, he could have scored four in that game yeah um, but yeah so um, uh, JVS came out and uh, and, and compliment, complimented their defence uh, said they've been that was the thing they've been working so hard on uh, in training uh, but it was a clean cheek Mm. Clean sheet for for City, which is, is that the first? I, I believe, the first this season. Yeah, I would have thought so. They've, um, well, yeah, they've, there's only there's only Central Coast that have conceded more goals than Melbourne City this season. Oh, and Adelaide, Se- sorry. Seriously, jeez. Oh no, sorry, that's ten, not sixteen. Oh no, yeah, it's sixteen. Yeah. And <laughs> um, yeah, so Adelaide have conceded eighteen. Central Coast <laughs> have conceded twenty three, um, but they've scored twenty seven, which is. <laughs> There's, uh, they've scored 15 how's this for a start they've scored 15 uh, 14 in the last three games which is nearly more than the whole of the A-League that's incredible isn't it so there's only uh, Wanderers have scored 16 Roar have scored 16 um, and Wellington have scored 15 but everyone else in the A-League have scored less than 14 for the whole season look at that Sydney FC only scored 10 goals yeah Yeah. Um, unbelievable Mariners have scored more goals than Sydney FC Oh, when Sydney FC zero is burned into your TV screen, that's, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's why. Um, are, are, are we bored of talking about how good Aaron Moy is? You can't be bored. You, you never can. <laughs> you actually, can't. let's be honest. So he just he gets better and better and better every single week. It's, very good Andy Harper impersonation there. Eh? Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> it gets better and better. Anyway. Spawning salmon. <laughs> um, yeah, John, we've uh, we, we we talked with you the other week about finding him a, a, a suitor overseas. Um, I, I, not that I'm trying to get rid of him. I would, be, I would desperately love to keep him in uh, in the A League, but um, there must be there must be people queuing up other than Al Nasser, Al Nasir. Yeah. Think so, particularly if he keeps his form. I mean, even Harry Kuehl's out there commenting that he should should get overseas. So um, you'd sort of think, I mean, uh, a player that you know with that with that ability, um, you know, he's still relatively young to to make the move. But yeah, hopefully not in the Middle East. I, I think that would be a, a backward step. I much prefer him to see see him stay in the A League if, he, if he's going to go to you know China or, or the Middle East. Yeah, I think also. Two things: he doesn't go to Asia, and he doesn't go in January. Uh, see out the season, yeah. join a new club as early as possible in the transfer window uh, over winter, northern summer, 
and have that full off season to to really bed in and click, stick a claim for a first team place. Mm. Uh, is he off contract? No, no, no he's, he's got, got okay, two years. Yeah, maybe two yeah. whole years. Two yeah. whole years left, and he's on he's on a quite a big wage. He's the marquee, I think. There. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I heard that he was he was well over a, a million wage. a year. Because if he goes to Belgium or Holland, he wouldn't be earning that much more over there, right? In those countries. Yeah. Well, and you wonder if he's like. I don't think he, he'd be earning more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's that? If he, if he is earning so a why million, you, why do you go there? Like twenty thousand a week. Yeah. That's, That's good. A, that is pretty hard to match, to be honest. You wouldn't you wouldn't get that in a lower league Spanish or outside of elite level, uh, and maybe the championship. Uh, you're going to be hard pressed to, to beat that. So, well, I mean, twenty twenty thousand. That's ten thousand pounds. Pounds a yeah. week. No, yeah, that, that is true. Uh, but that, but, but um, obviously, Blackburn fan. We, we've had the financial fair play um, thing uh, affected us this year, and we can't pay. Um, which I'm not, I'm not sure if this is um, across the board for um, for fi- financial fair play or if it's just kind of representative of what the championship clubs pay. Um, but we can't pay more than eight thousand pound um, a week to new signings this season. Mm-hmm. So you know, are we, is that so far out away from what no, everyone else is? As earning? a gauge, I think championship is probably the minimum that he would be able to go to and earn more than he already does. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think the commitment there, the, the problem though is getting someone that's not an elite club to pay that kind of money for somebody who, in their eyes, is Australian. Uh, and last British club was St Mirren. Yeah. I just don't see anyone doing that, to be honest. I can see an EPL club or you know uh, a lower EPL club coming in and taking them for that kind of money uh, because they have a bigger budget to throw mm-hmm. around. But it's too much of a commitment for a lower club, I would think, personally. I'd love to see, say, Leicester make a top four. <laughs> Why not Leicester? That would be... It's not It's not a, like a Liverpool That's or something like that. That's not really their style of play, though. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's as hoof it up the top and then run with yeah. it as fast as possible. We could do long diagonal passes to Vardy. Mm. Yeah, um, that is true. So, I think the interesting thing as well is Moy has very much got a specific role in his own head that he's happiest at playing. Mm. And when he was shifted just slightly backwards when he was at Wanderers, we didn't see anything like this from him. Mm. Uh, and at the time, he was determined. He really was pushing to move into that more forward role that he's got now. And he wasn't getting it, and that's why he left Wanderers, uh, because City promised him that opportunity. And suddenly we're seeing the best of him. Yeah. So you know there is also the danger that if he goes somewhere else, he'll be shoehorned into a role that fits the the manager, not the player. Uh, and yet again, we won't see the best of him. But I reckon Holland suit, would suit him much better because they in Holland they have those type of positions mm. where he play where he plays currently. JVS is a Dutch coach, yeah. and I reckon a Dutch team that's in the Champions League or in the Europa League that would that's where you want to go, right? I'd agree. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. You, you probably wouldn't earn as much money, more, much more money than he's earning now, but at least you're getting some some of that thrill of the Champions League. Yeah, you've also got to think about what his kind of ambitions are. You know, he's he's just had a kid. Um, he feels seems quite settled. You know, does he want to? go over and kind of start afresh in mm. in a, a foreign country. He's got a two-year window 
to be honest, at his current age, he's got two, maybe three years where he can really make an impression uh, overseas. And if he leaves it even one more year before he moves it over again, I think it might be too late for him. And I, I also think this is important for the A-League too. If he can continue on this form and then move to a decent club and get a good transfer fee, then it shows that Australian players are worth taking the risk on. Because there hasn't <coughs> been a big transfer move and a player that... And, yeah. you, and you also need, when he, when he does go to this club, you need him to perform. There hasn't been... It's been a long time since an Australian player has gone straight from the A-League to... I think Matty Ryan's the only one that's done that. Matty Ryan, Tom Rogic, uh, although there was a Roger year. Roger Griffiths. Ross and Griffiths. Tommy Urich is impressing. Yeah. Uh, uh, but what, I think the, the, the next step that the A-League needs to be taking as a whole is demanding a, a fee from, for these players. So when, when players... Are, you know, lock, locking are some of the better players into longer term contracts and and getting paid mm. because at the moment like Juric you know he's a, he just left on a free didn't he, he yeah. it's the end of his contract but there's, and there's all sorts of different variables at play there you lock a, con- a, a player onto a long term contract that's his salary that's his wage and he's being tied into that mm-hmm. uh, and what's the upside for him what why, why would he lock himself into a long-term contract? Well, yeah. Yeah, but um, that, that Aaron Moy has, hasn't he? You know, he, he must have signed for a two million. and a half. For yeah. a million a mm. year. So, so that's where it, that's the benefit for him. But in mm. the salary-capped league, you can't keep paying. You can't pay all your players a million yeah. in the hope that they're going to give you a big payday further mm-hmm. down the line. Um, so there's just too many variables uh, to... to Extend contracts beyond the current yeah. one or two That's years. That's the point because the salary cap league is probably causing these low transfer fees to happen because clubs aren't oh, putting the, these players the in player, long contracts. The players are on short term and That's they're on right. low money. That's a good uh, point, actually. I never thought of it. Like so that. the only ones that you know you're going to get decent coin for are your marquee stars, mm. and generally speaking, up to now, they've been discards or you know retirees. Yeah. This is the the final fling of the dice. So. What you're looking for is the, the, the great young hopes like Danny De Silva. Mm. Uh, and you can maybe get in on the <clears throat> ground level with them and get them on a three-year contract when they're 16, 17 yeah. and hope that they shine uh, like Danny De Silva did and then you can sell them for $2 million, uh, when there's you know, a real opportunity. Uh, and everybody's happy then. They've, they've got a long-term contract mm. at a young age and uh, the, the clubs have a chance of a, a big payday. And uh, Jets, they've um, they've lost Leaky G. Um, over, uh, overnight, he's uh, he's gone back to um, Korea. Four four two exclusive earlier in the week. Yep, this was on the cards. Um, how much of an impact do you think that's going to have on their side? I thought he was starting to. He he was creating a lot of um, uh, chances for them as well with his free kicks and. Mm. Uh, he, I think, just burst this season. You can, you, you can see he's came got to life. You know, the other, the, the season before, it wasn't really. I think he was caught up in all the st- drama with the Jets, so you really didn't see much from him. But I thought this season he was, he was very impressive. And now he's, you know, to, to go back to the K League, yeah, it's a pretty mm-hmm. good move for him. Definitely. I th- yeah. I, the thing that we that we saw from him was um, there was quite a, 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 a reliance on him to to be a bit of a creative spark mm. as well, which from Coming from left back, 
is quite dangerous, and, yeah. and he was at fault for one of the goals um, against City because he tried to he tried to dribble it out and tried to mm. burst past, and he, he kind of lost the ball, and uh, and City kind of broke. Which and it was only just outside the box as well, and it was it was either the first or second goal. So uh, that was kind of the that's the kind of risk of that. Um, David Carney, he might be going travelling again. The irony on a gap year. <laughs> the irony. <laughs> They, they, they were, he was being shipped out, and now his performance is so good that another club wants him, yeah. and he's going to go. He, he loves what will be that his tenth country in six years or something like that. Yeah, something like that. David Carney, backpacker, backpacker <laughs> with that complexion as well. Yeah, he's not, he's not man, man least suited to be Marco Bloody Polo. <laughs> Um, so where's he? Where's he linked to, John? Uh, it's the Middle East, I think. Qatar. Um, I, I think it is Qatar. Mm. Yeah, the most popular, most loved football country in the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's got the World Cup going there, so the stand must be very good. Mm. Um, can't be much of a backpacker culture there, though. You know the hostels in, uh, in in Qatar must be pretty <laughs> pretty shoddy. They're pretty opulent, I believe. <laughs> we call them palaces in yeah. Scotland. <laughs> no f- full moon parties on the beach. Um, he's uh, he's actually he's getting off the the beaten track here, but uh, Carney has got a girlfriend. Oh, four four two exclusive. No, no, but she she's a pom. <laughs> And uh, they met when uh, he was playing in at Blackpool, I think. Uh, and she's a good Blackpool girl. She is. Yeah. Oh, he went over to New York, and they were going to split up. But then she joined him over there. So you know they had the the bright lights of UK, New York, and then came back to uh, Sydney, and Newcastle. <clears throat> I just don't think she's going to be terribly impressed about going to Qatar. Mm. Uh, while his backpacker culture may still kick in, uh, he's got ties now, and I think he might just actually turn it down to to stay. Has he got? A, has he got family as well now? Did he? He's not got kids, if that's oh. what you mean. No, uh, he's. Just... But I think a good, a nice paycheck. Yeah, you can't. You can't begrudge him. What's what? What is he? Thirty-five. Uh, no, he's not as old as that. Though, oh, I think, not? I think yeah. he's thirty-five. Thirty-five or thirty-four. Seriously. Yeah. Well, I suppose he must be actually because he was on our cover. No, he was on the debut debut season of the A League. So, no, yeah. I still don't think he's that old. I think he's twenty two. I think he was twenty two ten years ago. Maybe he's thirty four. Mm. Anyway, we will um, rush to look at Google and uh, get back to you on that one. Very good. He's thirty two. He's thirty two. I thought he was. Ah. Yeah. He just looks forty. <laughs> <laughs> he's had a tough paper round. He's. Uh, <laughs> It just feels like he's he's been around for much longer than. Mm. Well, he's been he literally. He was on our cover back in ten years debut ago. issue. Yeah. Uh, so he has been a, a key figure for Australian football mm. for a long time now. Um, talking of Aussies heading overseas, um, John, what's uh, give us a bit of a wrap of some of the boys over your neck of the woods. Um, well, yeah, we were just just talking earlier um, about Rhoda. Rota JC, who've obviously got three Aussies on their books, and um, a very good win for them an hour or two ago, um, Tuesday night, three one in the in the Dutch Cup over here. Even oh, I can't say oh, it. Uh, spoken like goals, a native, mate. 
here in Ving? Yes. Schmock and a pancake. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy football. Schmock and a blimp. Tommy Urich. Um, and they also had a, a one-all draw with PSV in the league on the weekend. So that's um, they had a bit of a rough patch um, after I did, did my story on them. So they've got that to put them in there in 14th um, out of 18th in the league now. And Tommy Urich, I think, is on uh, about six goals from 11 games, I think. So he's doing quite well over there. That's better than Good. a goal every other game. And if you want to read yeah. more about that, you can buy it, see it in the new magazine, Out Now. We've got another high-scoring um, European player on the front cover in uh, Europe's top, pretty much top scorer, hottest prospect, uh, hottest property at the moment, in uh, Robert Lewandowski. Oh, what else have we got in there, Kev? That's about it. That's about it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's Christmas. <laughs> now, we've got uh, EPL's biggest waste of money, uh, all the stars that we spent... Uh, Millions on that did nothing. Uh, we've got. Uh, what did you do? Did you do something? Or no, I've got next month. No, but there's, a, month. there's a feature on Boca, isn't there? Oh, oh yeah, we've got South American special. special. Yeah, That's yeah. right. Boca Juniors, Fame Factory, Maradona, Tevez, and the rest of them. It's a great feature about derbies. Yeah, fiery derbies. That's brilliant. Uh, South American derbies beyond the Super Classico. Uh, that's just next level. That that gives police chiefs in Australia nightmares seeing what goes on there. Uh, Rebecca Wilson's foaming at the Re- mouth. It would make Rebecca Wilson want to get want to reach for something else rather than a drink. <laughs> it's much stronger. Uh, and the goal scoring keepers to rival Tim Cahill. One guy's records in front of goal is almost as good as our legendary Socceroo which is quite amazing uh, and what else is there we've what got what's that guy's name Saren Saren didn't he retire Saren. recently I think he retired this no, week no he's still playing oh did he oh maybe this KL. week yeah yeah no he'll be he'll yeah. be going for a while he's got another 10 years <laughs> left, <isn't he? laughs> so yeah lots lots buy it it's great alright quick one before we uh, before we finish up um, Kaka has been uh, has been pictured um, and and Pretty much, he's been linked to every A League club. Um, going, so is he going to sign for the Mariners, or is he just on a, is he just on holiday? <laughs> I think he. Oh, it's interesting because Ange Postecoglou came out earlier this month and said that he that an A League club would sign the biggest marquee star yet in January. What he said that apparently he said this somewhere. I haven't seen it myself, but I saw somebody talking about. And then the FA told him to retract him. <laughs> Ange apparently said something about uh, A League club signing the biggest marquee star yet in January. Uh, so Kaka probably would fit that bill, but bigger than Del Piero, do you reckon? Oh, I don't know. He'd be up there. He'd be up there. Comparable, yeah. Comparable. Yeah. Um, How old's he? Is he mid thirties? Thirty-two, thirty-three. No, oh, okay. Kaka's older. Actually, than that. no, he is. No, older he's, than he's over. He would be yeah. amazing, Kaka. Yeah. That would be. Likes a beer. 33. Mm. Yeah, that's what I thought, 33. Yeah. Um, well, but he actually, has had problems in Brazil because he allegedly does like a little beer or two or three right. or four. Um, so in, in that token, a 33-year-old Kaká as opposed to a 30, what was Nine he, 37 when he came, Del Piero? 38, 39. Yeah. I would say that is a bigger sign. I, I would say so too. Yeah. Uh, and the league needs it. Mm. Absolutely. Needs it. You need with a TV deal coming up, and just get 
the game on the front and back pages for something else other than a boycott, please. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's interesting that I genuinely don't know where he would go. Um, well, when he, he had that picture of him in front of the Opera House with a blue heart, sky blue heart, which went, hello, yeah. Sydney FC, here we go. But He also got pictured with a palm tree, so Mariners. Yeah. Uh, he was also putting some ketchup on a uh, on a hot dog as well, so Mariners as well. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah no, everyone is there. Uh, ev- everyone's gum. trying to... <laughs> Uh, yeah, what was he planting? Was he pl- planting a gum tree? Eucalyptus. A gum tree. Uh, eucalyptus. Sorry, yes, eucalyptus gum tree. Ah. Uh, so yeah, draw your own conclusions from that. Um, <laughs> I think it, that might be actually a, a nod to Perth Glory because Tony Sage is getting into selling weed on the side. <laughs> uh, Sage. Medicinal. Herb by name. Herb by nature. <laughs> All right then. Um, uh, we've kind of got a minute or so if you want to have a quick chat about your um, youth football um, in yeah it's caused a bit of dis- discussion this article um, mm. how uh, Eric Abrams was surprised that, uh, when he first came to Australia Eric Abram- Abrams is the FFA technical director he was part of the Belgian revolution that has spawned the number one FIFA ranked team mm-hmm. um, yeah and he was saying he was surprised there was uh, all the A-League teams didn't have a youth academy structure um, and yeah, this caused a bit of debate. Other people are saying, uh, with the league's only young, other people are saying, you know, this is what he's talking about, used to be involved in the NSL. Um, so yeah, like, uh, it's almost with youth football, we're trying to re- recreate what we had before, and it's only the, the league's great, but. The NSL was was great as well because of the youth structure we had. So, but that still exists, though. I mean, Marconi still have the juniors. Yeah, but it's not it's not the same thing. But Marconi's got the juniors, but then they're, they're not being compensated when those players go to the A League. Or do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, but they weren't getting compensated when the players graduated from the juniors up to the seniors anyway. But they would. If, well, but what's they the would incentive? Get the, they would get the transfer fee. If they would move overseas, yeah, they, they did when they went overseas. When yeah, you had your, yeah, your and yeah. But the, yeah, the, I think, I think if they go overseas the, now, do they still not get a, a share of the transfer money and the the training? If the, if I, it's in, if they train them, um, I think there's if if they're with the club for a certain amount of time. Yeah. Um, but I think it also I, comes down to their contract as well. Like yeah. What, no, no, I, I think it is. I think it is actually FFA uh, FIFA. Uh, Regulated that you get X percentage mm. uh, or X amount per year that the club trained you as a junior, uh, and you can trace that path back. Uh, and it's actually quite rigorous that process. Uh, but I agree that the the transfer fee from former NSL clubs, current NPL clubs yeah. to A leagues is ridiculous. You get five grand a player, regardless of talent or sk- a skill wow. or age. Uh, so that needs to be addressed, but I think also the 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 A League clubs. The initial thing was set up a, a national competition, and since then we're then trying to develop the youth academies as we go. Mm. And so long as there's still youth academies with the, the old standard bearers, yeah, uh, then the youth is still coming through, yeah, and uh, we can build on the the A League clubs uh, as we go along. John's putting together an IKEA cabinet, <laughs> I think. Or is it, 
is just, it, just, just, is get, it, yeah, just, just putting it online the dishwasher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening. Uh, John, we're, we're nearly finished, mate. If you just want to give us uh, two more minutes. It's a very boring <laughs> subject. Won't someone think of the youth? Yeah. <laughs> um, Although I, I, I agree, I think the A League is is crying out for this elite pathway, um, youth teams for for each A League club, and uh, and hope that that is part of the kind of whole of football yeah. plan. Yeah, I, th- I think it's something I, I we think have it to look forward to. It's still fractured at the moment, but we're getting yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Where's the money going to come from though? Because the kids themselves have got to cough up thousands of dollars to to play in these rep teams. I mean, it's what's just the a joke. point of having rich parents and a mining based economy? <laughs> If we can't make parents pee, yes. none of this trickle down crap. Yeah, trickle who, up, who needs, trickle up. I, who needs, who I needs, think we just need we need the children of Clive Palmer, James Packer, and Tony Sage that's to right. be the next Socceroos. Yeah, because yeah. they can who, afford to. Who needs to pay? Who needs the kids that have fought for everything to get where they are when you can have a team of spoilt little brats? <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Was that... <laughs> That's the best way to get silverware. <laughs> a silver spoon already in your mouth. Um, all right, let's, let, let's leave it there. Uh, so, games we've got coming up. Um, well, tonight we've got uh, the catch-up game, Glory versus Victory, um, which could, uh, as we just discussed, could knock um, Victory back up to second in the table. Um, I don't think that's going to be a walkover, and they'll obviously have a, a, an eye on the, the derby on Saturday. Um but they should have enough quality to, to see it past past glory there, shouldn't they? I would hope so, yeah. Uh, Newcastle Jets uh, will host Adelaide United on the Friday. Uh, Phoenix will host Sydney FC. And then it's the, the it's Melbourne Derby, um, City versus Victory. Glory will take on uh, Wanderers uh, on the late game. And Mariners and Brisbane Raw will be the Sunday afternoon game. Triple header on Saturday. Triple header, with um with a, with a derby in the middle. Very nice, splendid. Um, as we said, Wanderers top of the table. Raw, City, Victory, Sydney, and Phoenix that top six. Jets just behind Phoenix um, in seventh, and Adelaide um, after a, a vital win, kind of try and catch up. Jets make their way into that top six. Glory and Mariners dead last um, that's it hold on one last thing um, it's embargoed for the moment but by the time you come, it comes out uh, by the time this goes up it'll have come out Matt Ryan is PFA's player of the year Harry Kuehl medalist uh, and I think that's a, a, probably the fairest award that's mm. been made in years best performance over the course of a year definitely yep. moved to Valencia sensational Lindsay. well done Matt he was Big our number one pod he was our number one, wasn't he, during the during the year? He was, yep. Top 50 Aussies. Very well deserved. We agree. And now he's coached by a bunch of Nevilles. Oh, that's quite a scary <laughs> thought. <laughs> Mario and Luigi Neville. <laughs> Nevalencia. Uh, John, thanks for uh, uh, holding off, before, sorting out your washing to uh, to continue the, to finish up the pod. So I've got to these days so it's, it's my pleasure uh, Carl thanks for coming in no and Kev thanks for joining us a little bit late yeah whatever uh, <laughs> I've been your host Adam uh, and we'll speak to you next week cheers cheers